This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join the service already in progress. How many of you, someone you have, has crossed over? And how many of you did feel heard? That's natural. All right. It's, it's, it's okay to feel lost, but it's not okay to stay there. Are you with me? And I know you say, hey, Pastor, it's easy to say what you call. No, you, I, I'm, I'm telling you, your mindset has to change to think whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report, I have to make myself think on good things because otherwise I will not move. Otherwise, I will stay right in my same place and I'll keep evoking pain upon myself. And I'll never be able to go forward because I've invoked this pain. And then if not, what happens? I become addicted to pain. And so I relive it. I relive it. I relive it. Amen. Glory to God. Instead of, instead of honoring that person who has crossed, I build a memorial. And I visit it every day. And every day I relive the pain. And then if you're not careful, you, you, the enemy will use that to, t- to tell you what you didn't do. And then he'll take you in a place called guilt and condemnation because you didn't call mama, because you didn't call him on this day, your your daddy on this day. And he went over to the other side without you being able to tell him you were sorry. You are worst son that ever was. And you'll walk around with that mantle on your life. Oh, man. Y'all getting in there? Secondly is divorce. Divorce. Divorce is another level of separation and it brings in loss. Divorce, again, is self-centeredness. We get to a place where nobody wants to take down. Nobody wants to work on themselves. I want to just work on you. Because the more I work on you, I'll get you the way I want you. Not realizing God wants to work on you first. It's amazing. I always tell women, uh, uh, don't take that the wrong way. I always tell women this. Read First Peter 3. You know, my husband ain't right, reading right, living right. I tell you, I, go, go read First Peter 3 and live that way. And then come back and tell me how it is. And they go, oh, it don't work. No, you didn't try it. Somebody say amen. Secondly, is disease. Or thirdly, thank y'all. Y'all help me keep it straight. Uh, Thirdly is disease. Disease is a way that comes into people's life and there are certain diseases that just invoke loss. You automatically think something bad when you hear it. This is a disease that just kills people. And you got to be careful that you don't allow this kind of hurt to come in with disease. Amen. Fourthly is disappointments. Disappointments come when... You wanted to get this job, but you didn't. You wanted to get this place of worship, but you didn't. 
And so you get disappointed. And so if you're not, you get hurt because you felt you should have been there before anybody else. You felt because they got a car, you should have had a car before they did because they didn't live right. And so now you shake your fist at God. And you ever notice you try to rationalize with God and you tell God, God, I don't know why this happened, why you let this happen. Why in the world you let this go down like this? Help me, God. Why did you? And you know, a rational, uh, a hurt person is never rational. So no matter, no matter what answer God gives that person, then it's not going to be right. Isn't that something? Oh, man. Y'all getting anything? Because I'm going to show you that God, Jesus Christ, wants to exchange your ashes for beauty. Amen. Your hurt for beauty. Your pain, <laughs> pardon, pardon me, your pain for beauty. His whole purpose was to bring beauty into your life, not ashes. He wants to get you past that place of hurt and get you to that place of beauty. Hunt your neighbor say, he is. He is. Say it. He is, he is. The, author the author and the finisher, and the finisher of, my faith. of my faith. Y'all getting anything? The fifth thing we talked about the other day was disagreements. Just because you and I disagree, that don't mean we're going to kill each other. I can disagree. I can disagree with some people and I can still I can still love you. I can still be good with you. You see what I mean? We have taken this thing of disagreements to another level. Disagreement doesn't mean we go to war. Disagreement doesn't mean now I can't talk to you anymore. Disagreement just means we just disagree. Let's get over yourself. And sometimes the disagreement was because you were self-centered. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Are, are y'all getting anything? All right. This is real quick because I got I to gotta insert a bunch of new stuff. There are certain things that we said. Now, r- write this down real quick. Uh, this is a review. There are certain things that we said come out of hurt. There are certain things that show themselves hurt. Y'all ready? Number one, it's bitter. You ever met a bitter person? Thank you, sir. You ever met a bitter person? I got to go. Oh, glory to God. Man, I got me a bad crew up in here, up in here. Amen. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, so, oh, that's right. You using cheat sheet. You better go on with your bed. No. Oh, just cutting pace, cutting pace, cutting pace. Glory to God. All right. Uh, number one, real quick, let's go. Bitterness. I got to be careful that I'm just not bitter. There are some people that are just bitter. I don't know about you. Have you ever had anything bitter? And that just means, ugh. And some people are just mad at the world. They're mad at everything. And so when you become hurt, some, one of the things that come out of you is bitterness. All right? Secondly is offenses come out of you. Now you're offended because you were bitter. Now you're offended. Now you're just walking in this thing. All right? Now you're offended. Now, this is the thing that gets me about church folk. Can I help you out? Church folk, the Bible says how to handle offense. But the very thing you do is you go call somebody else. Very thing God said, go to that person. You said, no, nah, I'm going to call my friend to get her on my side. 
because it's about me being in the center. See, as long as you keep getting in the center, Jesus is not. I'm going to show you before I leave today, as long as you stay in the center, Jesus won't be in the center. Stop singing that he's the center of your joy when you are. A lot of things in life, those five I just gave you, a lot of those come out of you being the center. You mean in death I could be the center? Yes. You mean in disappointments? Yes. Divorce? Yes, you can be the center. And you become the center and you're wondering why things are not going right because you are the center. You have made yourself number one. One of the greatest problems in the church is pride. Pride that sneaks in and it sneaks in in ways that you never thought it would sneak in. Pride when you get a gifting that God has given you and you think it's for you to be great. Oh, I'm going to break it down. I want to show you self is about you. It ain't about Christ and it ain't about him being in the center. And so when he moves out of the center, he moves out. Man, that's good stuff. All right. Okay. Can I give you the points and then move back to the center? All right. Again, I said most of the problem is uncontrolled emotions that we don't harness. We have to get control of. Somebody say amen. And then thirdly. Uh, is unforgiveness. Is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness comes in, now watch this, with the hurt. Now I can't forgive you because I'm hurt. Because I'm hurt, I can't forgive you now. You know, and forgiveness, forgiveness really, and we're going to talk about that later, but forgiveness is an act of your will. It's a choice you make. And I choose to forgive you whether you, now watch this, here's the thing that you got to get with forgiveness. I have to choose to forgive you whether or not you change. Am I right, Lord? Whether or not you change, I still have to forgive you. If I'm waiting for you to change, then I don't get this forgiveness thing. So I make a choice, even if you ain't acting right, which sometimes you don't, I'm still going to forgive you. Because you just don't understand yet. But it's going to catch up with you. Because if I don't forgive you, I allow hurt to get on me. When I allow hurt to get on me, I allow offense to get on me. When I allow offense to get on me, I now become bitter. When I allow bitterness to get on me, I want to pay back you. I want payback. I want to do something to you. And when something happens to you, I'm rejoicing behind the scenes. But I'm a believer. That's what happens in life. And then I walk around with all this hate and I'm I'm lashing out at people. I have no reason when people are like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You're hurt. And you don't know how to release this thing. We're going to get there. Somebody say amen. amen. Secondly, I become angry or next we become angry. Next, we become defensive. Some of them are self-explanatory. We've talked about them. Next, we become, this is the number one with a bullet. A lot of times, we withdraw. That's when we run. That's when we run. We withdraw. I get back. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. He tells you to have your butt, and you run. Gotcha. You get yourself in a seat. Or you get yourself on your own island, and you wonder why I'm like this. You're running. 
You're running away from God, not to. You withdraw. You withdraw. You do. I remember a lady telling me one time that she went home. She said she was so glad we were talking. And she just told me that she would go home, close all the blinds and close everything up and just sit in a dark room. And then only thing she would get up and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then go eat that and sit in the dark again. I'm like, we hurt you, baby. Because that's not normal. I want you, just leave me alone, just leave me alone. Withdrawal's not good. There are times that when we all want to build, just give me a few minutes to myself, but that shouldn't be a few years. Somebody say amen. I got to be careful how long I'm letting this hurt manifest. Somebody say amen. All right. Secondly, or, or next, is aggression. We start striking out at everybody. I think some of these are... Self-explanatory. So, uh, next, you start to question the goodness of God. Third, you overcompensate. You overcompensate. Now you super mom, super dad, super uncle, super grandmom, super whoever. You become this super person all of a sudden. Why? Because you're hurt. And you got to prove to everybody else you're not hurt. Well, I know I'm teaching. I know God. That's why God had me go right back over some of this stuff, because he's saying too many of you are going through hurt when you shouldn't be. OK, let's go. Let's go real quick. I only got four or five more minutes. All right. What did I say? And then overcompensation. And last but not least, and this is just a little list I gave you is depression. Depression. When I get hurt, sometimes I go right into depression. Depression is uncontrolled. Write this down. It's a negative emotion. And when I allow that negative emotion into my life, it becomes depression. It's an uncontrolled. It it becomes Satan's attempt. Write write this down. Depression is Satan's attempt to cause your spirit to become so heavy that you can't go forward. Satan's trying to get you to let stress and pressure eternalize that now turns in to depression. Stress and pressure. And when those two come together, now they lead me right down the road called depression. Self-centeredness, write this down before we go. Self-centeredness, again, is this. Self-centeredness is you putting yourself first. Hunt your neighbor and say, self-centeredness is me putting myself first. Somebody say, I know that's right. It's me putting me first. It's all about me. A lot of things that I do in life are about being self-centered. Hunt your neighbor say, I know that's right. But I'm free. I'm going to be free. Say, who the sun sets free is free indeed. All right. Look what it says. I want you to write this down. All right. Self-centered is also becomes the root of bitterness, self-centeredness. Here's what you like is for self, by self, after self. It is for self, by self, or after self. It is when, when one is not yielded fully to the Lord and he holds 
his own ideas. It is, keep listening, your desire works together with your ideas to make you delight in what you will. I'll say it again. Your desires work together with your ideas to make you delight in what you will. And so it births out of it self-delight, self-glory, self-exhortation, self-love, self-pity. Am I going too fast? <laughs> oh, man. It births out of your desire. Your desire works together with your ideas to make you delight in what you will. So that out of it becomes self-delight, self-glory, self-exaltation, self-love, self-pity, self-importance, where you render self the center of everything. You start to render yourself the center of everything. And you wonder, how do I get here? Most contention comes out, again, when you walk into self, if you're walking into pride. We had stated this again. This is the third week I say it. Pride is like dust. If you don't renew your heart and your mind every day, pride will come on you suddenly. You can clean your house today and go back tomorrow and you got dust. Where did it come from? Pride is the same way. If we're not, see, we thought pride was just one area, but pride is a lot of areas that if we don't grab control of, because pride is about you, how you feel. And we say that, I don't know, I, I feel this way. I, I don't know why I feel this way. I know why you feel this way. You let an emotion go off that you didn't control. Somebody say amen. All right. So, uh, can, can we look at a few things before I go? Two minutes. Oh, I'm out of time. Glory to God. Oh, my God. I am so out of time. Hunt your neighbor say he out of time. This is almost a two-hour sermon today. You know, if you want to be free, this is almost a two-hour sermon. You know, uh, this one of them sermons where you just keep teaching, and you just keep teaching, and you just keep getting a CD, and you just keep going. See, we're so bent on schedules. But his schedule, we, you know, when you're eating, you just want to eat. And then, how many of y'all, hey, how many of y'all have done this? Watch, watch. How many of y'all have ever done this? You done ate. Right. But that thing was so good. And so you loosen up. Come on. Can I get a witness? Only a few of y'all like me. You know, you loosen up and you wait. You say, let me wait a couple of hours, a couple of minutes. You know, amen. And have you ever done that? And you said this thing was so good. Glory to God. I'm waiting. And, and grandmama said, you want some more? You said, I do. But wait a minute now. I got to make some room. And man, and you, and you, and you, and now watch this, follow past it. And so you wait a little bit, and then sometimes you got to get rid of waste. Amen. Because there's some stuff you already used. Come on, you go there. Come on now. now, now that ain't nasty. That's just telling you true. Everybody, body works same way. Amen. Amen. Real. All right. And then, and then, what happens is you get more space now. Now we got more room. 
to put some more stuff in my, my other stuff than digest it. See, because ain't no sense eating more food until the others is digest. And see, sometimes, you know, oh, can, can I go there? Sometimes, can, help me out, help me out. You got to help me because you was helping me on this. Uh, what, what's, what's one of them, bulimia? What's that one? What's that one? No, no, come on, help me out, baby. What's bulimic? When you throw it up. Now, how? Wait, come on, baby. Tell me, Roy, tell me. Oh, you make yourself. Amen. What God showed me when it comes to hurt and pain and things, you may eat the word to try to get free and everything, but next thing you know, you are bulimic in the spirit where you just throw it right back up. You know I'm telling you the truth. And we wonder why. I, I, I know I'm out of time. I know I got to be obedient. But, uh, and we're throwing up the very thing that is supposed to be good for me. And we wonder why. And see, so we won't eat. And so then we'll, and then we get to that next level where we just won't eat it. And see, you think you look good, but everybody else look at you and go, baby. You need to eat. Now you're anorexic in the spirit. You've refused to eat. Somebody say amen. And you've got to get to the place. If you don't do this, this is what you're looking like in life. No, you act, you look all right to you, but on the outside, we're all saying, no, baby, something ain't right. You walking around with things on the inside of you that has caused this pain, that has caused this hurt. And now you refuse to eat. Now you throw up that which you should eat. Glory to God. Isn't that good? And then, oh, can we go to the third one and then we out of time? Oh, man. I, you know, I got to tell you stuff off air because I'm out of time. Amen. I got two stories I had to tell you. I had a scripture. Write the scripture down. Because God wants to give you beauty for ashes. Somebody say amen. I know he wants to give you beauty for ashes. I'm out of time. Amen. Glory to God. See, you can overeat too. And see, you overeat and then don't, and then, no, oh, well, let me put it another way. Or you can eat so much other stuff that ain't good for you, and then you blow up. That's true, sir. Then when you blow up, you blow up because sometimes you just don't exercise. You don't pray. See, that, that, that prayer is exercise. Somebody, you don't read the word. That's exercise. And then, yeah, you might be eating, but you're getting big. You can't even move. You can't even run down the street. I ain't trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. Amen, sir. Amen. All right. Write the scripture down because we got to go. Amen. <laughs> Y'all get anything today? Yes, Isaiah 61 and 3. Right 61, 1 through 3. And then I want you to see because Jesus was the one who read this. This was written about him. Now watch this. And Jesus goes to Luke 4. Go, write this down. Luke 4, 17, 21. He went right back and he Reread that. Amen. He opened the book to Isaiah and read it. And he said, this talking about me. He said, the whole purpose I came in your life was to give you beauty for ashes. I'm going to restore. Listen to me. If your heart is broken, he says, I will restore the broken heart. 
That's where my, uh, he's the author and the finisher of my faith. That's who I put my hope in. That's who I put my glory in. Look, look, let me tell you something. If you're looking at me, if you're looking at a past, you, okay, can I call out a pastor? Somebody you see on TV. TD, if you're looking at TD, you're looking at Jake's, you, oh, that is TD, yes. All right. All right. All right. Jo- if you listen to uh, 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 Creflo, uh, Dr. Pratt, who? Noel Jones. I ain't saying no, Gino. Glory to God. I'm messing with y'all. But no, let me say this. Jack Miller, if you take one of us and you look to us as your answer, you got a problem. Because your answer is none other than the author and the finisher of your faith, which is Jesus Christ. We may be men of God ministering and we all minister in the word of God, but you still look towards Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. And I'm out of time. I thank you for yours. Oh, man, I had so much more to give. Amen. The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord.